Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my... Very special. I've had some drinks. You haven't. No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> it's it, me, Hannah, the hi. co-host. Yeah, we're back. We're back again. So we're sort of puttering out here at the end, trying to let some of these movies breathe because we are on our one hundred and first movie titled oh Willy's Wonderland. So. We watched it over the weekend, and it just took us a few days to really digest the movie before we could send it out to you guys and let yeah, it, a lot let of, you know uh, what we thought. A lot of lines to have to filter through. Yeah, just so many lines. So much from dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, uh, Willy's Wonderland is a movie where basically the animatronics at a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff come to life, and Nicolas Cage plays a janitor, a man charged with cleaning up the place but he has to fight against these demonic uh, animatronics. animatronics and the one of the you know kitschy things is that the right word one of the uh, um what's the word i'm looking for one gimmicks gimmick thank you <laughs> one of the gimmicks for this movie is that the star of this movie nicholas cage has no lines i don't think he would be too flattered to hear that you call it a gimmick well, I'm sure he would call it a challenge. It's I have facts about this. Fantastic. Let's dive right into <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I wanted to have a really long pause and talk about our weeks and what have you been yeah, up to. Yeah, we can, we can, we can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's get into the movie. That's what people are here for. That's what puts asses in the seats mm. in our live studio audience. That's what puts headphones in the ears. Yes. Hello. So... <laughs> let's do it before Hello. we make any more bad jokes enemies okay um, or enemies yeah <laughs> sure willie's wonderland 2021 came out in february of 2021 originally mm. slated to come out uh halloween weekend of 2020 that but makes sense we all know what happened hmm do tell <laughs> <laughs> 5.5 out of 10 on imdb 62 percent on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. it had a budget of five million dollars and it had a box office of four hundred and thirty one thousand dollars would attribute that to said pandemic of course at play mm-hmm. it's available on hulu i believe yeah i think That's it was watched it. yep and it's great yeah yeah i thought it was kind of fun yeah. at the very least i enjoyed and it i think it's certainly a great halloween movie it got us in the in the the mood for spooky season, yeah. which is right around the corner. So, ironically enough, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but we'll go with it. Halloween of 2019 is when this movie was greenlit. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage helped produce this movie. He mm-hmm. was very protective of the script, which wow. is also ironic that is in a ironic. sense. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any lines, as we afore- aforementioned. Yes. Aforementioned. <laughs> sure. I don't know if that's the right... We mentioned previously. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know if this is a Mandela effect thing. Mm. And if for those of you who are not familiar, the Mandela effect is where people believed that Nelson Mandela died before he actually died. Yeah. The other um, classic example, at least from our youths, is the Berenstain Bears. Versus the Berenstain Bears. It's just like a collective public memory of mm-hmm. something that... Didn't happen. Didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. 
So this movie originally was supposed to be called Wally's Wonderland, mm. but it had le- legal issues. And Steve, can you attest that multiple times while we were yeah. like, ramping up to watch this movie, I kept calling it Wally's Wonderland? Yeah, and I had to keep correcting you. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Willie's Wonderland. So I wonder if when they first started advertising it, they were advertising it as Wally's Wonderland. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Didn't deep dive too much to find <laughs> out. Uh-huh. Would like to think that it's a Mandela effect type of deal. Could be, for sure. There is a video game called Five Nights at Freddy's. That was the thing I looked up beforehand because I had heard that this movie is basically Five Nights at Freddy's, if you're familiar. Yeah, apparently people are attacked at a Chuck E. Cheese type of restaurant by the animatronics. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people compared it to it. And in fact, the director, Christopher Columbus, who... What else did he direct? Chris Columbus. Chris Chris Columbus directed. No, they're making Willy's... the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Ah, uh, I see. I was going okay. To say. okay, okay, okay. But what well, he directed a Nick Cage movie for sure. Oh, was maybe. it National Treasure? I think it might have been, but I mean, Chris Columbus is a well-known director. Oh yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's done. Didn't he do some of the Harry Potters? And he did mm-hmm. um, Home Alone. He's done a ton of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was National Treasure. Something, Whatever. Something He's directed those lines. Yeah. probably multiple Nick Cage uh-huh. movies, some of the big blockbusters. So he is directing, apparently, a movie adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. So a lot of people have drawn comparisons between what they're prospectively going to be making for this movie, the video game itself, Chuck E. Cheese, and <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> the director's name is Kevin Lewis. He hadn't directed anything since like 2007, so he had taken... Okay. Um, a bit of a sabbatical, I guess, before directing this. He hmm. really credits the director Panos Cosmatos. Oh my if god! You remember him? He was I the director the of Mandy. Okay, okay, okay. Um, his movie from 2010, Beyond the Black Rainbow, as huge inspiration for him. And uh, Kevin Lewis's favorite Nick Cage movie is Vampire's Kiss. You know what's funny is I was about to say earlier that actually it was two years ago or so around this time that we watched Vampire's Kiss. We watched around Halloween around time. Around Halloween, yeah. So here we are again, watching another horror movie inspired by Vampire's Kiss around Halloween. Not inspired, but... Eh. Yeah, I mean, they're very different favorite. movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Kevin Lewis got COVID really bad oh, in shit. this past year. He finally recovered. But in an interview that I was reading, he was saying... You know, I don't want to take too much credit for anything anymore. The people that deserve credit are the doctors and nurses that saved my life. Mm. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mentioned this got greenlit Halloween 2019, originally supposed to be released uh, Halloween 2020, delayed until mm. um, February, February 12th, 2021. So a, a, Valentine's. a Valentine's yeah. Day movie. It's, <laughs> it's a love story, really. It sure is. <laughs> and... In 2019, when it was greenlit, they hired Nick Cage. They figured out, I guess, from his filming schedule for all the other projects that he was working on that he only had one free month upcoming. Oh, wow. And that was between February and March of 2020. Okay. So (laughs) they needed to just get it done. Yeah. They luckily did. They wrapped. Two weeks later, pandemic hit. Shit went sideways. Wow. Lucky break. Certainly. And this movie was filmed in Atlanta, in Marietta, which I used to work in, which is very interesting, Hmm. in a uh, desolated bowling alley. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. So in February of 2020, after I 
<laughs> after stopped I stopped working, working there. Working there. Yeah. yeah, well... It, I did not work in the desolated bowling alley, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah was the one getting people's shoes and using that, like, ambiguous spray that they put in the shoes. Like, what is that? I don't, I don't even know. know. It was a weird Lysol, scent. I guess. But, uh, no, I mean, I... If you had asked me what the set was, I probably would have said that they just built it themselves, and most yeah. of it's on a soundstage, but a uh, run-down bowling alley will do just fine. Yeah. Speaking of building themselves, mm. I would like to talk a little bit about the animatronics. Ooh, okay. There are six, and they all okay. have names. Willie is the main one. He is a weasel. Weasel, yep. Um, I did not write the names of the other ones, but we can just go through the types of animals they are. Mm-hmm. There's a siren. He's like, like a, a fairy. fairy. Mm-hmm. An ostrich, uh, an alligator, a chameleon, and a gorilla. Um, of the six of them, the there's ostrich. Also, there's also a turtle. Oh, a turtle. My bad. Seven. Yes. I think there's eight, eight total. Well, it well it doesn't matter. The no, only really important doesn't. thing is that <laughs> yeah. the ostrich was a puppet, and everyone else uh. was just stunt people in costumes. Yeah. This the siren was obvious because it was more human-eyed and it was like a human body with <laughs> yeah. like a a suit over it like a like a skin skin tight suit over mm-hmm, it so mm-hmm. that was pretty clear uh the others yeah i guess i could see like but you know it's like any theme park or something i could see anybody being in it that didn't technically to me have to be a stunt person but i guess that's who you get for this kind of role right and of the six seven that including the turtle that mm-hmm. we mentioned i Sorry, I don't remember what the eighth one was. Only two of them are mammals, a weasel and a gorilla. And this is because Nick Cage is really into reptiles. Oh, my and God. And instead of uh, most of the characters being mammals, which is what we would expect likely to see, is what he said. I don't think I would expect okay. anything. I have no. no expectations. No. Ergo, the alligator, the turtle, and the lizard chameleon thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a frog. So chameleon. That oh, makes maybe sense there too. was also a frog. I don't think there was also a frog. I, w- I was thinking of the chameleon. The the female. The one, one. with the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Nick helped produce the movie, super protective of the script. He was very intrigued by making a movie that he had no lines in, mm. but was the star. Yeah. So it, you know. It doesn't dr- happen it very often. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And um, according to the director, Nick was like a... a great collaborator he never hung out in his trailer he always hung on set by the camera always knew what to say always knew what to do um great to work with which is what we've been hearing for quite a while about nick yeah he's you know as we've mentioned several times he's become such a meme over the years and this cage rage yeah. larger than life person but everybody he's says so he's a delight on set. yeah he's just a nice person it seems mm-hmm just yeah. bad at managing money. <laughs> and he he also has been known to just get really drunk and ruin people's evenings. Yeah. <laughs> Not and doing anything illegal or anything no. creepy. Just he'll get really drunk and be like, I'm Nicholas Cage. I want that table. And it's like, <laughs> well, it's our anniversary. I don't care. I'm sitting by the window and I'm drunk. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. All right. That's fine. Also can't really seem to hold down a relationship for Yeah. What does he have? Five time. wives? I think we're at number six. Thanks. Oh boy, we should know these things, but it's all right. One, two. <laughs> She's got them. Five. Five. The other fun facts I have would be more fun if we bring them up organically. As Steve is yeah organically as Steve is going through the plot. So I'll leave us with that. We have one more 2021 movie. It's sure Pig. Do. So any Nick Cage life 
style things that happened in 2021 that I haven't mentioned yet. I'll save for next time because I'm just trying to make sure that we have the, the content, you know, content yeah. is, is king. I mean, also 2021 isn't over yet. So it's if true. we have something to, else could come out, if he does something absolutely buck wild in December, then we'll just talk about it whenever his next movie comes out. Yep. Yeah. Looking so. forward to it. <laughs> She says through gritted teeth. <laughs> I am. I am looking forward to it. Yeah. We're, now, now is the fun part because now it's like we're going to go see movies in theaters and then like yeah. we'll come back and talk about them when they're fresh in our minds and stuff. Not like, okay, we got to find time to stream and, and, and then where do we find the stream? And okay, I can only see three quarters of the screen and, <laughs> and it's, it's backwards <laughs> and, it's, and it's grainy and I can like kind and of And the audio is weird. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so all right so let's get into the yeah plot. so i guess let's let's reflect of these 101 movies that we've seen mm-hmm. we've officially seen 100 we could not watch dark we didn't watch all of grindhouse oh right well i don't think that mattered we only needed to watch the part that nick was in yeah so it's at where where can we get like this director's cut uh moma the museum of modern art in new york like the film go. department <laughs> Uh, there's a place in Texas and there's a place in California, I think. Maybe I'll... We'll do that as a bonus episode, potentially, if if we can... I mean, honestly, we... I'm... We don't live that far from New York. No, I we, feel we like I could try yeah. to find the director of, like, the film department at MoMA, their email or, like, their assistant's email online. Yeah. Shoot them an email, say we're, you know... We are international, internationally, internet celebrities, <laughs> renowned, world renowned, very important. Exactly. No, very, I mean, I'm sure they famous. do. I'm sure they will make accommodations for like certain classes and yeah. You know, like we are teaching a class on nouveau shamanism. <laughs> we sure are because he hasn't come out with his book yet. He keeps saying he's going to. Oh, where's the book, Nick? He had a whole year of doing nothing. Where's the content oh, to show for it? I, he wasn't doing nothing. He was finding his fifth wife, and <laughs> yeah. you know, he took his two weeks or whatever at the beginning of the pandemic, and no, probably just, just immediately started working again. Yeah, that's fair. I think he was he started working pretty early. He also lived in Vegas during the pandemic and I'm convinced that the pandemic didn't happen in Vegas <laughs> well, because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas yeah. and the pandemic doesn't stay in Vegas. <laughs> Cuz it leaves because yeah. everyone who goes to Vegas gets COVID and then brings it home with them. <laughs> <laughs> there are also more legitimately there were a lot of pictures I saw online last summer I think where he was in like Croatia or something filming The Unbearable mm. Weight of Massive Talent. So that's coming out as well. Oh, yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's get on with the plot. Let's get on with the plot. So the movie opens up on a mysterious man. Dri- well, it doesn't open up this way, but the first time we see Nicolas Cage is he's a mysterious man driving in a car when he gets a flat tire because he rolled over some spike strips. So it's very slow to reveal that it's one Nicolas Cage. But mm-hmm. when he is revealed... He's wearing a nice leather jacket. He's got that groomed dark beard. He's wearing reflective sunglasses. He's looking good. He goes into the trunk of his car and grabs a punch, is what it's called, on the can. So it's a can of quote-unquote punch, but then it he opens it and it froths like beer. So I think it's a beer called punch. It I says pop, too. Oh, it says pop on it. Right, yeah. I don't know if it's a soda or a beer. It's very... Because it looks like a anyway, it's it's he has kind like a twelve pack, right? Yeah, it's how kind many, of like. Did we count? Did you count how many he drinks in during the film? 
I didn't. We probably should have. I, I can count, Google it. But uh, that's he, a fun fact. Sure. Yeah. He finishes it, whether it was a six pack or a twelve pack. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So it, it comes up later. So while Hannah's looking that up for us, I'll, I'll keep going through the plot here. But soon after he he blows his tire, a tow truck driver comes up, and he's extremely chatty. And of course, this is juxtaposed next to Nicolas Cage, who is not saying a single word. The entire uh, movie. <laughs> and he's just staring at this chatty tow truck driver. And they pull up next to another car where there's this sort of younger, attractive woman in the back of, like, I think it's a police car. And Nicolas Cage locks eyes with this woman who's clearly, like, 20 years old. And it's almost like a romantic look, but not quite. It was very strange. It was kind of a weird moment. So Nicolas Cage is in this tow truck driver's garage where he's still wearing his sunglasses inside. What do you get? You are making all kinds of faces. What do you got there, Had? I was I was looking down at my notes Sorry. and I look up and you're like convulsing in laughter. So what do you what do you got for us? This is a Reddit thread. Uh-huh. Under uh the Reddit page. I don't know if that's what Reddit pages are called, so apologies mm-hmm. for I guess misspeaking on the Reddit terminology. It's called Game Theorists. Okay. And the title of this article is Willie's Wonderland Theory, the biggest threat to the janitor is himself. And this guy says, or girl. Okay, so I was curious how much caffeine the janitor ingested within his time at Willy's Wonderland. I mean, that many energy drinks can't be very healthy, right? So Uh, they're assuming that these are like... Energy drinks. Like Red Bulls. Okay. Now, we never actually see how much caffeine each one of his punch cans packs, but I think it's safe to assume that this dude is on some heavy-duty stuff. Additionally, the name Punch seems to be a reference to Bang, which, wouldn't you know, is one of the most powerful energy drinks on the market. Mm, so it okay. looks like we have our real-life counterpart. That means that each... <laughs> this, this guy did the work. <laughs> that means that each punch can contains 300 milligrams of caffeine, which even Jesus. on its own is a pretty excessive amount. However, the janitor seems to drink an entire can every hour, at least during his time at Willie's. After going through the movie and counting how many times he chugs one down, I reached a result of seven. Okay. If you factor in the three empty cans shown at the beginning, that's 10 downed can of... Pu- 10 downed cans of punch in total. How much caffeine does he have flowing through his veins by the time he fights? I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> by the time he fights the, the villain the at the end. The big fight at the uh, end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three milligrams? Yeah. No, grams. Oh, shit. Three grams. 3,000 milligrams. To yeah. put that into perspective, that's more than half of the lethal dose. But wait, there's more. It's likely that the only thing stopping him from drinking more was his extreme dedication to the job, which he only allowed himself to drink during breaks, which we'll go through. Mm-hmm. If that's actually how much he drinks on the job, just imagine how much caffeine he's downing while off of the job. Hmm. Even if we were being conservative and assume that he still only drinks one can per hour during a normal day, that still comes to a total of 7,200 milligrams, 7.2 grams, you know, just well over, well over the lethal limit of 5,000 on the daily he keeps an entire crate of this stuff in his trunk wherever he goes. Too long didn't read. The janitor should be dead, not from the robots, but from the sheer lethal amount of caffeine constantly flowing through his system. <laughs> well, maybe... I should credit this person. Oh, yeah, please N. do. N.J. Jepson. Okay, thank you, N.J. Jepson, for the in-depth for the analysis. I love that theory. Well, it's not really... A, well, it is a theory because he's sort of taking some assumptions on how much caffeine's in there. But maybe when Nicolas Cage exchanges that first look with that young, attractive woman, maybe it's justified. Maybe Nicolas Cage is actually playing a 20-year-old, but he looks like he's 60 because of all of the <laughs> caffeine he's drinking. 
So does caffeine age you? I don't, I, it's got to. If you're if you're housing seven grams, like you can hold, you can feel the weight of seven grams in your hand. It's you're a just lot. putting that in your body it's at a like lot. a steady stream. It's gross. My goodness. My goodness. So anyway, where we left off was Nicholas Cage is in the tow truck driver's garage, where the driver says, "Well, I can fix it for you, but it's going to be about a thousand dollars." And he looks over at the ATM, and the ATM has a big sign on it that says, ATM doesn't work. He needs cash only, He needs cash only, and the ATM doesn't work. Who carries around $1,000 of cash? Well, that's the point, right? <laughs> so, so he says, well, you know, none of the ATMs in town work either. There was a big technical issue or some <laughs> shit. And so, some bullshit. Uh, some bullshit. So he goes, but I know a way that you can work it off. If you're willing to do a little work, put in a little elbow grease, you can work it off. We'll have your car for you in the morning. And so I think Nick Cage <laughs> nods or something. And basically what they do is they drive over to Willie's Wonderland, which is this rundown Chuck E. Cheese. Actually inside, Chuck e. Cheese. Actually inside of a bowling alley. <laughs> um, so the owner of the establishment shows up. Uh, and he is another spitting image of Doug Dimidome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's wearing this giant... Just like last week. Giant white 10-gallon hat with a big mustache being like, well, there, Nicholas Cage, I'll make a deal with you. And was it not the same characters in Prisoners of the Ghostland? It basically was the governor from You can't Prisoners tell me that Ghostland. it's not the governor from Prisoners <laughs> of the Ghostland. This guy seems at least a little bit more intelligent. I don't know. He made some deals that were unintelligent i guess that's true we'll get into that momentarily so the deal is you know i bought this building it's been run down for months and there's graffiti all over the front that says kid killer kid killers inside here and doug dimidome's just like well now that's just crazy there were a few lawsuits back in the day some kids tripped over a few things nobody got terribly hurt it's not a big deal, so we want to spruce this place back up. It used to be a big old tourist attraction for this town and the economy, or some economy bullshit. So, <laughs> inside here, Nicolas Cage uh, and Doug Dimidome go into the janitor's locker where D- Doug Dimidome shows him the uh, official t-shirt for Willy's Wonderland. So Nick Cage takes off his leather jacket, puts on the Willy's Wonderland t-shirt, and he gets to work. Mm-hmm. It's one of the what is it called? A ring T-shirt, ring oh, ring tee. It's like a two-tone where like the the stitches on the sleeves and the and around the, neck, the collar, the ring around yeah. the sleeves and the collar are one color, and right. the rest is a different color. Right. So it's not soon after Nicolas Cage starts cleaning that the animatronics start moving on their own. So we've sort of already told you exactly what happens, but the animatronics start moving on their own, and Nick Cage first comes face to face with Ozzy the ostrich. The puppet. They got the puppet out of the way. <laughs> yeah, because, well, that's true, because otherwise it would have been a pain in the ass to try to work that thing. I get that, actually. There was, that like, green sense. screens and people oh, really? Were dressed in green, holding mm. the puppet up. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, the more you know. Nick Cage is mopping the floor as he comes face-to-face with Ozzy, and he snaps the mop in half and starts just stabbing this thing to pieces. They, they, honestly, I think Ozzy was one of the scariest of the... Of the it was so early that I can't really remember what he looked like. Well, I think that the siren was pretty freaky. Siren she was freaky. The most humanoid. Yeah, and she like crawled around on the walls and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the lizard lady was creepy. That was creepy too for a, for a few reasons yeah. for sure. So Nick Cage is you know fight duking it out with Ozzy, and 
after, well, while he's fighting Ozzy, there are a lot of screams. I probably won't insert it because there's so much background music I, I recall, I wrote yeah. down from, from this scene in particular. So he gets all this like motor oil and blood all over him and all over no his blood, shirt. just motor oil. Well, he might have his own blood oh, on yeah, him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like motor oil and, and like his own blood all over his shirt. So he goes back into the janitor's closet and changes and puts on another shirt. A fresh a clean shirt. shirt. <laughs> cleans up after the mess that he just made. Uh-huh. Puts Ozzy's body into a, a trash bag. bag yeah. And then continues on, along his merry way. And... Also, he sets a timer on his yep. phone for just, once every it. hour as on the yeah. on his watch. For yeah, he doesn't have a phone. I guess. No, I guess not. <laughs> um, for once every hour, as the Reddit guy mentioned, that's yeah. when he takes his break, and that's when he downs his can of punch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's it's partly because Doug Dimmadome was like, "Well, now when you're working here, make sure to take frequent breaks. You're going to be here all night, so you know we don't we don't want to work you too you hard." Out, yeah. <laughs> so he takes that to heart. So, he yeah, says, "He's like, all right, yeah." Every hour, I get a can of punch. So he's in the kitchen having his can of punch, pop, beer, energy drink, whatever it is. And uh, he notices something covered with a cloth in the corner, and it's an old pinball machine. So every time he takes a break, he is either restoring or playing the pinball during his break while downing a can of pop, punch, whatever it is. Next up, Nicolas Cage has to go clean the bathroom, and it looks gross. And there's a montage of him cleaning, and he's sprucing it up it looks great and he hears the animatronics going so he goes out to take Ooh, a look this one was creepy too yeah he goes out to take a look comes back in sees there's a uh, blood on the mirrors that it's like of course we'll get you or so i forget what it says i didn't write it down so he hears something in one of the stalls and he starts kicking in all the stalls and in the very last stall the gorilla like drops down from the ceiling and he yeah. has a fight with the gorilla one of two mammals. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they make love in a way that he deems dignified. <laughs> um, that's well, I guess a, the siren is a, a mammal? mammal-ish. Yeah, More I guess. than reptile or amphibian. Eh, I don't know. So he defeats the gorilla by sticking it in the face with a plunger. And then he literally curb stomps it on a urinal, which is just crazy <laughs> gross. But now Nick Cage has... Water, motor oil, motor oil and, and, <laughs> and he's got like broken ribs so he goes and he changes his shirt again and then he has another pop he tapes he tape, yeah he has a scratch on his face right yeah so he tape he duct tapes all of his cuts throughout yeah, the movie because yeah. there's no band-aid there's no first aid kit i, I guess, guess in this abandoned chuck e cheese yeah i guess and not. then he tapes his ribs as well yeah so break ends he goes back to cleaning wherever he was maybe back to the bathroom to clean up after the fight or something like that and who shows up but the young, attractive woman from before. She's got her friends, all these young adults who are like, we need to burn this place to the ground. Some crazy shit happens in there. And they see Nick Cage through the window and they're like, guy, we got to you got to get, gotta out, get of here. You out of there because we're going to burn this place down. And he says nothing. He just goes back to cleaning because <laughs> he wants to get his job done. He wants to get his car back. Yep. So they, he's got a one track. He's got a two track mind. Mm. It is clean until the alarm goes off and then. And then play pinball and drink his punch. The epitome of work hard, play hard. <laughs> this guy. Also very simple minded. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, he's not he's not bogged down by words, you know? No. Yeah. Or much else. I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> he's just caffeinated. Sure is. <laughs> so the uh the 
attractive woman from before that sort of the female lead of this movie i guess breaks through the through the building and through the vents and runs into nicholas cage in some sort of haunted forest room and all of the young adults are like we have to go save her and they they all fall in and they see nicholas cage just cleaning not saying a word and they go wait weren't there two more of these and they were like sort of really impressed and like what a badass this guy and animatronics uh, the animatronics yes thank you sorry i, I didn't I, I just quoted the movie with zero context it's okay um, so they start giving nicholas cage exposition so here's what happened willie's wonderland was owned originally by a pedophilic potentially serial killer brutal murderer who hired in turn to work at his establishment more murderers <laughs> More serial killers. Pedophiles. Pedophiles. So one day, once people figured out what was happening, that it's just a whole bunch of serial killers that work here, the cops show up and they find that all of the serial killers killed themselves. In a like satanic ritual. Bingo. (laughs) Killed themselves in a satanic ritual, which transferred their consciousness into the animatronic robots that you see before you. So that's you know just what your happened. typical satanic transference into animatronic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> one of your one of your you've seen it a million yeah, times. Yeah, you've seen it once. You've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're gonna see it at least one more time with the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yeah, but I don't know if it's we satanic also have ritual, seen but... like multiple satanic ritual things in Nicolas Cage movies. Oh. Mandy. Color Out of Space, the girl was a Satanist of some kind, yeah, Yeah, or Wiccan or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she kept cutting herself. Oh my God, that was crazy. Mm. That was a wild movie. That was insane. Back to this, though. Back to this, though. Also a wild movie. Not as wild. Yeah, no. This one is more like... You kind of see what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, Color Out of Space, I saw (laughs) nothing. I was going to say, like, realistic, which, like, this isn't realistic at all. No. But no. somehow this feels more realistic than Color Out of Space. I guess. That's I don't just because I don't care about aliens. That's grounded. Yeah. I mean, like the the aliens in Color yeah, Out of Space. Yeah, this is grounded. It's people who come in and I mean, as in, it's, it's on the ground. <laughs> like you get it. Yeah, there's no space involved. Right. The color that came from out of space was the alien. Like there's no alien figure. No. There were, it was just a color that there's, infected people. There's just animatronics with yeah with souls you could you can go into any major metropolitan area in the city or in the country in atlanta in atlanta you can go there's one in every block in atlanta you can go to any abandoned bowling alley bowling alley in atlanta and find one of these guys yeah for sure i worked there so i feel like i can say yeah at the bowling alley at the bowling yeah so, oh, here's the one that we forgot from before. There's a knight. There's yeah, a knight yeah, with a yeah. sword and a okay. helmet. Yeah, kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. Not so, a, I guess a mammal. Yeah. yeah Knights are mammals yeah. too. <laughs> so the knight has a sword and he just decks one of the young adults. But the reason he decks one of the young adults without the protection of Nicolas Cage is because Nicolas Cage is too busy playing pinball, drinking a pop with his mouth just wide open, <laughs> like some sort of, I don't know, teenager or something like that, I guess. So... Nick Cage comes out, he kills the knight, he smolders at the at the female lead. Uh, he goes into what they call the super happy fun room, where there's two of the young adults having sex who mm-hmm. get got by the alligator. Nick Cage kills the alligator by breaking its jaws open and tearing out mm-hmm. the throat. Jaws of life. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage then makes his way to the arcade, 
where the chameleon is having a showdown with the main woman or the the yeah the main woman after uh the chameleon killed her boyfriend and with this like crazy long prehensile tongue that chameleons have but it looked like fleshy as opposed to like mechanical also like tried to lure him in be like i'm not like the other ones yeah she They're was super all bad. creepy yeah you can trust Come with me. me you can trust me and then and just then, snapped his neck murdered him yeah so nick spot. cage in the arcade he's got his dukes up he's ready to fight and then it goes his watch goes beep beep beep, beep. <laughs> and he hands a switchblade to the young woman <laughs> he's like all right like he doesn't say anything but he just leaves he goes and he has he has a pop and he plays some pinball and he comes back yeah, a pop punch or whatever it's called. And uh, he comes back and he starts strangling the frog and he starts screaming. Um, so he's not mute. <laughs> no, he's not completely mute. He does make noise. But anyhow, so after he... Uh, I believe he doesn't quite kill the frog because cops show up. So we learn. I I thought we agreed that it was a chameleon. I'm sorry. Chameleon. Yes. Thank you. I have frog written in my notes. So that's why it's very confusing to me. So he doesn't quite kill the chameleon uh, because the cops show up. And uh, this is where we learn that uh, the cops realized what happened years ago that, you know, these animatronics have a blood thirst mm-hmm. that can only be quenched with human blood or something. So they with like people that that no one's gonna miss. Yeah. Is so that... well, that was sort of so the animatronics started like invading the town and started killing people like in their homes and in their yeah. sleep. So the sheriff and the owner Doug Dimmodome and a few other people. The sheriff is played oh, by God. <laughs> by Dwight's babysitter. Dwight's babysitter from in, the office from the episode. Well, I guess she's in multiple episodes, yeah. but namely the dinner the, party, namely the dinner party episode, yeah. which is she's fine. She's great in this role. Yeah, she's good. So she's sort of the the small town old sheriff. But so the the deal that they worked out with Willie, the leader of the animatronics, is that we will feed you, meaning, you know, the cop lays down the spike strips and they find people that, you know, who are just traveling through who people won't miss um, you know, sometimes they send people with loose morals, they said, like a yeah. a young couple or something like that. And, you know, who are just looking for a place to hook up. So they, they send all these sort of vagrants to feed. To try to, to feel better about themselves, that yeah. they're not just sending innocent people there. Right, right, exactly. Because apparently they have some moral compass still, even though there's even though what they're doing is wildly immoral yeah of course yeah so we get all of that that sort of a uh, uh, exposition from from the cops and in, in the in-between scenes but uh when when the cops show up we also find out that the uh young woman the female lead is the sheriff's adopted daughter so we later find out i don't know if we find out here or not but it doesn't matter where there was a young family that they sent into willie's wonderland and Willie and the rest of the gang killed the parents and left the daughter, so the sheriff adopted the daughter. So that's why the daughter is so hell-bent on destroying the place, because she's seen firsthand what happens there. Yeah, exactly. So they handcuff Nick Cage and leave him in Willie's Wonderland, and they lock the place back up, and they say, all right, you know, 
you're our sacrifice. And they're like, we're so sorry, Willie, that he killed three or four of the people or whatever. Of your friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> your gang. <laughs> they all leave with, with the only surviving young woman, I guess. And um, Nick Cage is handcuffed. He's in the middle of the floor. And he gets up. He sees, I forget which one of the animatronics coming towards him. Maybe the siren. Yeah, the siren and, and uh, the chameleon. So he gets up. He fonzies the jukebox and it starts playing head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And he starts nodding his head furiously, just going like crazy. And uh, he breaks out of his handcuffs and he snaps the the chameleon's neck and he's like starting to squeeze the siren. And um, so he keeps cleaning. He throws those two in a bag and he has one last break where he is just going absolute ham on this pinball machine. He is voguing doing the thing around his head where yep yep yep, you've seen it and he starts like all improv oh of course it was this was his idea they did not intend on this scene to happen and he they just put the cameras on for him to play his last round of pinball and that's what he did and they kept (laughs) in the movie yep and he's just and the scene ends with him like clapping and gyrating and he ends with his fist up in the air just like woo like he hit a high score or some shit and then his watch beats the like grand again. finale to your dance. Yeah. Every dance needs Fist a final pose. Of course. Come on. Have it's you ever seen Dance 101? Have you ever even seen So You Think You Can Dance? I mean, that's like what the number one thing they judge is final the pose. The final pose, yeah. 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 The rest of it doesn't matter. No. It's all about the final pose. Yeah, of course. Of course. Nick knows. So we're getting towards the end of the movie here. Nick Cage. He starts taking out the trash of all of the animatronics. So at this point, because the cops came in and left him handcuffed, they didn't relock the door. So the sheriff sees him coming out and taking the bags. And she's like, oh, shit. So she takes her shotgun and uh, points it at Nick Cage, takes him back inside and starts yelling to find Willie. Like, I'm so sorry, Willie. Like, this is your sacrifice. Please don't hurt anybody else. Willie comes out of nowhere, slices this sheriff in half at the waist, just cuts her straight in half. With what, though? I think his claws, maybe? Wow. Yeah. He's a weasel. Yeah, he's the we- Willie the weasel. So um, Nick, so now Nick Cage and Willie are getting into it, and Nick Cage is just getting his ass beat. And he ends up in a ball pit left for dead. So Willie walks away, but Nick Cage gets up, finds an opportunity to go back into the kitchen, puts the rest of his punch in a burlap sack. <laughs> and uh, what else does he grab? Oh, he like... Make, he grabs like a spear or maybe like one, one of his broken mop handles and he heads back and they play free bird while <laughs> Nick Cage just starts destroying Willie. And uh, yeah, that's the last one. So Doug Dimidome shows back up with the tow truck driver <laughs> and they're like, here's your car, Nick Cage. <laughs> they're like, oh my God, I guess it's over. It's finally over. And uh, Nick Cage apparently did not kill the siren all the way. So the siren gets out of the garbage bag and uh, as nick cage is pulling away with the young woman who makes her way back and yeah uh, she just gets in his car gets in the car with him and so they're driving away we see in the reflection of his sunglasses that the siren blows up doug dimidome and the tow truck driver as they continue to play free bird and uh then there the turtle was also the one who yeah yeah he he escaped and um chased down the young woman and so he and the young woman had a fight earlier in the movie. So he's standing in the middle of the road and Nick Cage just runs him over with his car. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends. Save it for the sequel. 
There's nothing really to say for the sequel. They Siren. killed them all. Yeah. Siren. Well, Siren was blown up. She blew herself oh, up. Oh, she blew. She sacrificed herself. Yeah. Well, yeah. they they want to make a sequel. Do in, they? In February, after this was released with some critical success, yeah. they said that they would be interested in a sequel just to see, you know, where the gender is. Uh, what's he up to these days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see what the uh, the other, the female lead is, is up to. Like, maybe they're like a tag team, you know, just... Yeah. Just doing Taking this, you know, in every town. Every major metropolitan area in the country. There's one of these. Yeah, for sure. So that's all I got, Had Any other closing thoughts? I still can't believe that I called it Wally's Wonderland, and it was called Wally's Wonderland. Mm, yeah, I, I do think mind. we saw it somewhere. <laughs> we must have. Yeah, because I remember calling it that for a while as well. Mm. Hmm. What were the legalities were? There might have been another place called Wally's Wonderland. There also may be a weasel named Wally. Mm, in Wally like, the weasel. Whatever. Yeah. The media. <laughs> oh, in the media. <laughs> oh, yeah. That media thing. I got to get on that. You know, all those media weasels. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> all right, Han. So... I have a few questions for you, if well, you don't mind. Him. I mind, but first is who was the best supporting actor in this movie? Gonna go the sheriff, Doug Dimmadome, the female lead. You gonna give it to one of the animatronics? I guess Doug Dimmadome. I don't know the female lead. Yeah, I mean she was fine. She had the most to do other than Nicolas Cage. Sure, her. Sounds great. <laughs> So excited about that one. Uh, the best dressed moment. Was it in the Willy's Wonderland garb with what amount of duct tape and what amount of blood? Or was it his leather jacket? Mm, Willy's Wonderland garb with mm -hmm. no blood mm. but duct tape. Mm, okay, so one of the times after he changes his shirt. Yeah. Okay, great. He changes it every time it gets dirty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that, but he, he changes his shirt. I think you mentioned it after the first time, but... He does it like five times yeah, in the movie, yeah. For every animatronic that he murders, he changes his shirt. Yeah, and then it just kind of happens to work out that he kills one every hour so that he also ha then has a pop and plays some pinball. Yep. He's very regimented. Yeah. Uh, what was the worst Nicolas Cage scene? Mm. Any moments that... The final showdown, I think with Willie could have been more climactic. Yeah, I don't really remember a lot about him defeating Willie. Me neither. Yeah, okay. Even when you said that he like fell in the ball pit and was left for dead, I, I almost forgot that happened. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite write it down. I was like, how did he get out of the ball pit without Willie noticing? Yeah, So interesting, yeah. All right. Uh, and the best Nicolas Cage scene? It's the pinball. <laughs> His final break playing pinball while voguing be. and gyrating. Come on. <laughs> you looked at me like, come on, Steve, it's obvious. And yeah, I was it like, kind of confused. I like totally forgot about it. How could I? I could never. Um, best scream. I mean, I really only clocked two. The yaws as he yeah. attempted to strangle the chameleon and then the screams as he killed Ozzy. But that had so much background music over it. I don't think Give I even it to inserted the yaws. it. Yaws it is. Something I would like to share. About? About the janitor. Uh -huh. He was originally supposed to have one line in this movie. Ooh. The last line when he defeated the final boss, mm -hmm. Willie. And the director was saying that it would be kind of like any action hero, like their catchphrase. So you want to make sure that it's a good one. Uh -huh. And you want to make sure it does the movie and the character justice. Uh -huh. 
So without any any further ado. Oh, what was the last the line? The one line to be? at the end that Willie was that um while he was fighting Willie that Nick was supposed to say was come at me, bro. <laughs> Ultimately, Nick vetoed the idea of Smart. his character having any lines and thus come at me, bro, never saw the light of day. Smart. I I thought you were going to say that the last line was going to be when maybe when he's in his car or maybe right after he kills Willie at the end, it was going to be just like a fuck. Like, and yeah. then Nick Cage could have screamed it maybe or something like that. I but think that would have been good. Yeah. But come at me, bro. I, th- I think is kind of out of character for this guy because he's Definitely. so chill. Yeah. And like, he's also ev- like, like, come. I mean, wouldn't you freak the fuck out if these animatronics came to life and started attacking you and talking to you? And I mean, we didn't, excuse me, we didn't mention, I guess, how they speak. But they, they sound all speak creepy. Yeah, they, they are creepy because they sound like pedophiles and mm-hmm. and serial killers. Yeah, I mean, like imagine so they like curse Chuck at e. you yeah. and oh yeah, they just sound like adults. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. <laughs> it's scary. I like I said, I think Ozzy was the scariest one, but they, yeah. they were all pretty nuts. Ozzy was the first, so I just don't remember him mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, all I'll right. So it. we got the best scream. Yeah. Last question I've got for you. What was the most nouveau shamanic moment? I mean, I want to give it to the dance, of course, and the voguing. Yeah. So th- I'll say that that's, that's uh, a gold medal for nouveau shamanism. Okay. But we'll, we'll give this silver to his insight that come at me, bro, <laughs> would kind of have ruined the character. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I agree with Nick on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like cool. That was fully his choice. He saved it. And I feel like that is accredited to his acting style in a way. Yeah, totally. Well, Han, last question for you is where are we ranking this one? It's tough because he doesn't have any lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we've he enjoyed is very it. cagey. Yeah, yeah. And we liked it a lot. Yeah. It was it was uh, it was super fun. Mm hmm. So I, I'm going to say on the high end, okay, maybe in the 20s. The 20s. Let's start with number 20. Number 20 is Kiss of Death. Hmm. That's when he bench presses a stripper. <laughs> You're goddamn right. It is very, really bulked up for that movie, too. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here's one which I think we could compare it to, which is number 19, and that is Mom and Dad. Oh, this is so comparable to Mom and Dad. Yeah. I think Mom and Dad edges it out because I think he has some great lines in that movie. He has amazing screams in Mom and Dad. Yeah. Even though he's not the star. Yeah. What's 21? Con Air. I think Con Air is probably it's better iconic. than this. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 22. Then, then we have The Trust. That was a really solid movie with Elijah Wood. I liked that one, but yeah. I think that he was probably cagier in this one than he was in The Trust. You remember that scene at the end where they're cracking the safe and he just rips into Elijah Wood? Also, Elijah Wood was on Hot Ones recently the if you oh, haven't right, seen hot yeah. ones and in the, the uh the host asked what's your most memorable food scene in a movie and he said the scene with nicholas cage in the trust where nicholas cage does a shot of hot sauce and then eats an entire lemon with the rind yeah i remember that and uh that was completely improvised oh yeah he is really he is really insane in that one okay what's what's after that <laughs> 
than one we've already mentioned, which is Color Out of Space. Oh, yeah, this is better than that. Okay, so between the trust and Color Out of Space, is that what that you're saying? That works for me. So that's going to put it at number 23. I the, think that's fair. This is a great uh, top 25. I mean, we've got yeah. some really good movies here. So yeah. So next weekend, we're watching the critically acclaimed <laughs> <laughs> Pig. And all I understand from it is that it's highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's very similar to like a Taken or a John Wick, where somebody steals something that's very precious Mm -hmm. to a man who has a certain set of skills, Mm -hmm. and he goes on a rampage. But this time he steals a, someone steals a pig or a pig goes missing and Nick Cage just goes nuts, apparently. And it's apparently great. I've heard great things. Me too. It's got like a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I know. I kind of wish that it were still in theaters so that we could see it there. Mm. But it Mm. is really hard for you to write your notes. Like we thought, we mentioned that we thought about going to the movie theater to see last week's movie. Oh, yeah. um, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yeah. But... I ultimately decided that I was glad we didn't because no, I had me too, so many notes. No, me too, because that movie yeah. sucked. But well, that too. <laughs> I, I think that it would have been really difficult for you to take notes. Yeah, me too. In I mean, the dark. <laughs> I think what I would have done is just gotten a seat in the back and then um, just took notes on my phone as opposed to mm. write, handwriting it down. Yeah. That's just annoying. Well, that's why I would sit all the way in the back. Yeah. I wouldn't sit with you. Well, that's fair because it would be very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> I wouldn't care for that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or any of these, to be honest. We're watching them as a means to an end. <laughs> <laughs> and if we enjoy them, then that's like a nice happenstance along the way. Yeah. And I like this one. I mean, no, if, this was fun. Maybe not this year, maybe not even next year. But if somebody around Halloween and is like, you oh, know, I yeah. want to, I want to find like a funny, quirky horror yeah, movie. If I put together a list this. of like my top Halloween movies, maybe one day this would would make the list. Sure, yeah, it's, it's not that horrific. No, it's and it's a little off the beaten path, so it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's not your standard like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth right. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, Han. I think that's gonna do it. Anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. The last line of our podcast should be <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's super relevant. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. No, I think we're all set and cool. I'm looking forward to next episode. Our potentially last episode for a while. Yeah. Next week. You're going to miss us. Oh, you're going to miss us so much. But you know what you can do? You can re-listen. You sure can. all of our episodes. We have plenty of content. And you can share it with your friends. Yes, you can. Because sharing is caring. The first couple of episodes of Bad Audio. Quality is not good. And we we change our podcast name about halfway through. Just deal with it. And we talk about why. (laughs) So if you missed that, maybe this is your opportunity. You just go back. You can just go on back. Just go on back. It's just like, take a step back. Yeah. And just go back. Just go back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just do it. <laughs> you don't always need to be moving forward. Sometimes we can go backwards and still improve ourselves. And we think that you listening to us would improve you for the better. Sure. I think I processed about half of that sentence. but None okay. of it made any sense. All right, but that's okay. Because just remember, uh-huh. we always will be here for you through Nick and Thin. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Uh-huh.